0: It's time to become reformers. These are my confessions. To get deeper in this conversation, visit MikeMayashiro.com. Hello and welcome to the Confessions of a Reformer podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mayashiro, and I've got another interview for you guys today. Um, This is a recurring guest as well. But before we get into that, I want to share a couple of fun little things from my life this last week that I think are noteworthy. First of all, this is the least exciting of all the things, even though it is exciting. I played volleyball a few days ago. That was fun. The smoke kind of cleared up a little bit, so we got to get out there. Some people had some burning lungs the next day, but that's fine. Or their throat was like not doing well. (laughs) It's whatever. We're burning here in California. Anyway, um, second most exciting thing: Fox, my niece said my name. And if bike qualifies as my name, then she said it. She calls me bike and I'm almost excited about it. I mostly want her to call me uncle Mike. So I think that's when I'm going to flip out and get really excited, but bike's going to have to suffice for now. And then the third thing I wanted to tell you guys was every month we do a thing called Zuma call, which is basically a zoom Numa call. And it's for the subscribers in any of our subscription services. We all get on a call once a month together. And I, I think t- traditionally I've just kind of preached the gospel and like yeah, from that place. I can basically just preach in that space. We also connect. And so this last week we had a Zoom call and I was talking about the joy of the Lord and just kind of giving a, a call for just the season that we're all in and what the Lord's doing and that kind of thing. And I shared some stories of when I first started experiencing God in that way, where I, I mean, I don't know where you guys come from in your faith and experience of the Holy Spirit, but You know, I went to BSSM, uh, ministry school at Bethel for a few years and people would get drunk and putting air quotes on that. They'd get drunk in the spirit is what they called it, where they were so inundated with the presence of God that they became, you know, silly. Like their, the way they were acting was not normal and they just, their behavior altered. And so I was very familiar with the culture and the expression and the you know what it looked like and i didn't relate to any of it it never happened to me i couldn't feel any of that and i was sad i was like i want to experience this If this is god i want it and it didn't happen for years and then one day it happened and it was crazy kind of dramatic actually and it was profound and euphoric and amazing and it changed my life so anyway i was sharing a couple of these funny random stories um and people on the call this is funny everybody on the call is like you know you see their grid like all their squares on the screen they're muted and you could see a bunch of people laughing their heads off. They're bright red. Their eyes are squinting. They look ridiculous. And I just slowly watch as the wall of faces become silly. And a bunch of people were losing their minds. And there were other people who were not <laughs> losing their minds. They were not enjoying it. But there, several people were like losing it. And I had to unmute them at times to like have them share what was going on. But it was awesome. I haven't ex- I haven't seen that in a while. So that was really fun. Anyway, listen, I've got a guest here today. We are going to talk about, well, we're going to talk about politics, but more specifically, this person, I'm going to to put words in her mouth. She feels like she has a word for American believers, specifically given the context of where we are in history. So um, you guys have heard her before. I've got Alyssa Cordova on the show again today. Um, and again, I just want to throw the disclaimer out with all these interviews. Alyssa gets to share whatever she wants. I've not given her a script. I don't know what all she's going to say today, but she's allowed to say whatever she wants. I want her to express where she's coming from. And then we all just get to work out. What do we do with it? Are we offended? Do we love it? Are we inspired? Are we confused? Whatever. We all get to work that out. Right. So Alyssa, welcome. Thanks for being on the show again.
1: Thank you. You want to share? I, with it? Can I share the first time I got drunk?
0: Oh, sure. Can yeah, let's hear, it? <laughs> let's hear it.
1: <laughs> It just made me think of it and yeah. I was like, Oh, that was funny. That's it. Because I was in the same boat. Like I hadn't I, I had never really experienced that. Although actually I didn't look at it and think, I want that. I looked at that and I was like, I don't want that. That's crazy. That's like too much. You know, that's too uncomfortable. And so I came to Bethel. I it was probably my first month here and I was at a conference <coughs> and um they were they wanted to do a fire tunnel and if you don't know what a fire tunnel is, it's basically like a tunnel made of people where they just pray for you, like as you walk through, and they're like crazy and and all over the place. <laughs> and they, the the students, the the children at the elementary school that Bethel has, um, were wanted to do a fire tunnel for the people at the conference. And I did not want to do that. That made me really uncomfortable. And I had to go. I had to be somewhere. So I told the the leader, Andy. I was like, oh, sorry, I can't go. I have to go. Because there was a long line to get in the fire tunnel. I was like, I can't wait in this line because I have to go pick up my mom. And he was like, it's fine. Just go now. Like, you can cut the whole line. And he, like, pushes me. I was like, no, no, no. That's not what
0: that's I not wanted. What I and I was, like,
1: looking for a way out. And so I just was like, okay, I guess I'm going through it. And I remember making a decision, like, I'm just not going to feel pressured to do anything. Like, I'm just going to walk through and whatever happens, happens. And I came out on the other side and growing up as a non-believer and not becoming a Christian until I was in my twenties, I knew what being actually drunk felt like. And when I came out on the other side, I was like, I'm drunk. I mean, I'm like, I can't, I'm stumbling. What? But it was like being drunk without any of the bad stuff.
0: Wait, so what did it feel like?
1: It felt like... Because I've never
0: been physically I drunk. I was so. just
1: like, I was laughing, but I was also like kind of out of like source. Like I was, yes, yeah, it was very loose. I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I can drive. I'm like, I just feel what? like... Like my... I was like putty, but like in a good, I was just so relaxed, but also (laughs) so happy. And I was just laughing and I, but I also felt, I want to say out of control, but not in a bad way. It was like, I was not doing anything to make this happen. It just happened. And I was like, whoo are these kids Like, where am i what's going on but i was i just felt so happy it felt so good what would
0: you say to the people listening to this who don't have a grid for that and when they hear like being drunk in the spirit they're maybe offended by that that's not real that doesn't make any sense that doesn't happen god doesn't god wouldn't do that
1: yeah i guess i would just say i mean i i grew up like nominally catholic i did not know any of this stuff I had a radical encounter with the Lord that's how I got saved and it's another story for another day and and just along the way I made a couple decisions and had a couple of revelations like I have no idea who God is or what he's capable of and there's all sorts of things that made me uncomfortable and I looked at and I resisted And just in my heart, I decided like, okay, all I, I don't know if what's happening over there is God, but I know I want whatever God has for me. And so I'm going to say yes to that. And I'm not going to try to say what that should or shouldn't look like. And not that I walked it out perfectly all the time, but I think that those were really pivotal and consequential, consequential decisions in my life that put me, my heart in a position to actually receive things that I would never conceive of. So you know and and but instead of doing the reverse and putting pressure on myself to think oh it if god touches me it will look like what's happening with those people over there like no i don't know what's gonna look like all i know is i want him and i'll take it however it comes nice and I, so i think that that makes a and
0: apparently that came
1: that did happen And you
0: didn't lead it to that direction no it, just, it was a byproduct of something outside totally of your... totally yeah same Interesting. Yeah, so it's cool. Okay, listen, Fun. that's not what we're talking about today. It's not. Move on. Wait, what are we doing here, Alyssa? How did we get here? Yeah, that's a <laughs> great question.
1: About- <laughs> Let's start with a little story, <laughs> how we got here. So maybe just a little context. Um, so I was on this podcast a couple months ago, so maybe if you heard that, you know a little bit about my background, but I work in that, the That the episode was called For the Love, for of,
0: the politics. love of Politics, in case you want. wondering.
1: And don't ask me to remember what I talked about, but it was politics in some way, <laughs> yeah. shape, or form. Yeah. I work in the political sphere. I've always been drawn to it. I'm really into it. Um, I'm passionate about it in some ways, and I'm still kind of working out what that actually looks like, I think, which is part of what I'm here to talk about today. And um, like Mike said, I I feel like I have a word for believers in America. Um, But I just want to start with a a little story. So just for, for those of you who don't know or haven't been following the news, we, uh, a, a Supreme Court justice, a long-serving Supreme Court justice, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, just passed away uh, one week ago, today. Today's Friday. We're recording Friday. You'll listen to this in the future. But she, she passed away in mid-September. And it's a really big deal. She's known as a far left-leaning, political, politically speaking, judge. We currently have a conservative president, meaning he has the... Power, the authority to appoint her replacement, and for the replacement of a solidly left leaning judge to become a conservative is a really big deal. It flips the seat, it changes the balance of the dynamics in the court. Um, There's a whole separate conversation about the politicization of the court, which that's not what I'm here to talk about today, but all that is to say it's a really big deal that. that that seat is open and uh, on top of that, that we are a month and a half from a huge presidential election. So for me, when I found out that news, it means a lot for me in my work. Like it's relevant. There are things that I have to do that in response to that, um, it's relevant to my life and the life of a lot of people. I know and I'm friends with in D.C. Like in my world, it's just a really big deal. It's also a really big deal for the country, but I understand not everyone follows things as closely or, you know, has the same kind of geek reaction to (laughs) political news.
0: (laughs) That's true.
1: But I'm here in Redding, California. I work, my job is based in D.C., but I live in Redding and I love living here and I love being outside of the D.C. bubble because I think there's a lot of toxicity there and it's nice and refreshing to be in an environment where people care about other things. And um, I like that, I live here on purpose for that reason. But that day, it was uh, interesting for me to be surrounded by a bunch of people who had no idea what was going on. And for me, it was a huge deal. And I was like, oh, I feel so, not in a sad way, but like, I don't know what to do with myself. Like, I need to talk about what's going on and nobody here, like, gets like gets it or will you know they'll listen and I had friends and they you know wanted to participate in some way and you know they tried and I appreciated it but like it it just it just wasn't the same and so in the course of a couple of conversations with people I had you know people were asking me different questions and one of the questions that that came up was oh when is the election and it was like like for me it was like oh (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't want to judge this person. Like, and I felt in that moment, like I'm going to make a decision. I'm not going to judge this person because like, that's not, anyway, I don't want to go there. It doesn't matter why. Um, and so I'm just going to, I'm going to answer the question and I want to, I appreciate the engagement and I'm going to respond to that. And we talked and we had a good, good conversation. And I, left and something about it just was a little unsettled and it had nothing to do with the person then it it became something else for me and so i just kind of rolled rolled it around for a while there was something i needed to process from that um experience and a couple days later i woke up in the middle of the night and i just i couldn't go back to sleep i woke up thinking about this and the thought was Again, there's no no condemnation in any of this to anybody, but it is irresponsible for believers to not know what's going on in the country right now. I don't need everyone to care about it to this in th- to the same extent that I do. There's a certain element to me that's like a hobby, it's a career. it's a, it's something I've chosen to invest in, you know, above and beyond just general citizenship. but we I do think a lot of believers have removed themselves from anything to do with politics out of, I think it's out of fear, Uh, it's messy, it's ugly. I understand not wanting to get caught up in all of that, and I agree with that. I don't want people to get caught up in that either. I don't want, I'm not, and I'll have more to say about this in a minute, I'm not asking anyone to participate in partisan fighting or any of this isn't about politics, but you are a citizen of this country. Therefore, you're a shareholder in this country. And it doesn't matter if you don't know that a Supreme Court justice died, if you don't know who's running for president or that we have an election or anything like that. It doesn't matter if you don't know that that's going on. It will affect your life. Like you can pretend that that's for somebody else and that's for someone else to care about, but it is going to eventually be knocking on your door and you're going to be a recipient of the consequences, whether good or bad of what's going on. And so
0: can I, interject? Yeah, please. so for the people who are listening to this, who maybe are like, listen, I'm, I'm open to understanding where you're coming from and why and whatever, but maybe at this point with what they know and what they're aware mm-hmm. of, they're like, I don't know if that's true like how is that going to affect my life like maybe that's your opinion maybe it won't ever actually end up on my doorstep how will that actually end up in their how would they be affected by this
1: so that's a great question and there are a couple of answers to that and i i i do want to get into that when it comes to voting you can look at it on like a granular policy perspective and there's nothing wrong with that like i'm not against people educating themselves on where candidates stand on policies. I think that there's a civic uh, responsibility that's wrapped up in that. And also just knowing, like having details on, okay, well, what are my values? A big one that comes up, especially in Reading with people I know are vaccinations. Um, Knowing how a candidate's gonna vote or what their stance is on that. And how like, if you have kids and you think all kids in school should be vaccinated or you think you should have the option not to you should probably know what the candidates who are running think about that because that eventually will trickle down and um affect your life and maybe you know that's more of a local thing um than a presidential thing but it is important i think to know what presidential candidates stand for so you can get into like the the granular specifics of policy decisions that might be made the supreme court um a bigger one, I mean, we've had huge, you know, kind of I mean, civil uh, civil rights movement, civil rights decisions have been made in the Supreme Court. Things that, you know, like uh, integrating schools, things that happened in the 60s, things we take for granted now. Those are Supreme Court decisions. There's nine people in the Supreme Court. One vote can determine, like, everyone's rights in the whole country. So you should care. And so you should care who is going gonna to appoint. That person to fill that seat. Um, it definitely matters. I mean, gay marriage, that was something that was decided at the Supreme Court. Lots of people have opinions on that, you know, so it, you should see what the breakdown is on that. A lot of people are talking about Roe v. Wade, which is abortion law, that being overturned. You probably have an opinion about that. Uh, that c- could be hanging in the balance based on who appoints this next Supreme Court justice. So I think. There, there are a lot of big issues and small issues that definitely affect your day-to-day life. Let's also talk about like the lockdowns of the last, you know, six months or whatever. Uh, that affected literally everybody. And a lot of those decisions were made at the top. People feel differently about that. Um, maybe you want to think about how you think that should be handled going forward and look at what the candidates are saying about that and how they plan to respond and yeah there's no way I mean that's why to me I'm like you know it's it can be easy to ignore what's going on in Washington and think it doesn't matter but this year everyone's life was affected by decisions being made in Washington you could not escape it so it's very hard for me to understand not having an opinion (laughs) (laughs) about what's going on but all of that is important and I encourage you to educate yourself what is happening right now is not policy, it's spiritual. There is a spiritual battle that's happening in this country right now. And I will start by saying I don't necessarily have all of the words and language for it right now. And Mike said you can email me or you can email him and he'll forward it to me. And, you know, I'm happy Did to... I say that? Did you say that? Oh, you, <laughs> oh, said, by the that? Way. you <laughs> said that in the <laughs> before we started recording. Yeah, listen, Sorry. for the record,
0: if you guys want to talk politics, you want to argue or like poke at some things Alyssa's saying.
1: I, I will not argue with you. Just FYI. Yeah. Um, not she's not going
0: to argue. But if you want to ask questions, yeah. or you want to seek further understanding or whatever, yes. you can email her at. You want to tell them? How can they email you?
1: No, they can email you and you'll out. Oh uh, I'm not going to put my Oh, I see. Her. Okay. You can email contact
0: <laughs> at MikeMayaShow.com. Just put Alyssa Cordova. Or the title of this podcast episode yeah. in the subject line yeah. and then I will just have my team forward that yeah. over to Alyssa. That's great. That works great. great. Thank you. Yeah. Carry on. Um
1: you can also follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Also, for the record, you can tell them from where you're sitting. You don't need to yell into this I
1: know. One. Ruby told me to talk loud. There are the moments where you're like, but
0: I mean, it's not just you. I I've know. I'm them. like yelling at you. You guys, there's this funny thing where I'm holding this, like, you know, gargantuan <laughs> microphone and Liz has a lapel on her across the room. <laughs> and
1: I feel like I have to yell and, like, into my microphone. And such and... Is and it's not just <laughs> you. It's, it happens. The person
0: over there tends to want to yell into my mic. I'm like, you have a microphone. It's okay. <laughs> they can hear you too. Oh,
1: that's funny yeah anyway, well this is
0: spiritual it's Let's a spiritual
1: it. yeah no it's so so what's happening right now is um spiritual, and there are there are values that are being challenged, values that have been foundational to this country, its founding, the freedoms we enjoy that are not really about. Policies like policy decisions we're seeing now are manifestations and symptoms of value decisions and foundational things that um, are are being determined. And it, um, you know, I know what I think about it. I know who I think should be elected to protect and preserve the foundational values and spiritual uh what's like a word that's the opposite of strongholds like i guess there's the spiritual foundations that Do you have mean
0: strongholds in a negative way
1: no i mean in like a good way oh. like i feel like strongholds are like the probably the negative version of something else and well, I don't
0: strongholds know can be good
1: okay yeah. they're gonna be good strongholds the
0: lord's a, a strong tower for us yeah right,
1: right. Yeah. so our good strongholds <laughs> um I, I know what I believe about that. I think what I want to communicate to believers is not like, not like what you're seeing on Facebook, like, go vote, register to vote, whatever. Yeah, vote, that's important, but your vote is less about your actual vote. Your vote, the, how much your vote matters depends on where you live. There's all kinds of weird things in that, and I don't want to say it does or doesn't matter. It's not about your vote. It's about your agreement. Like there's something spiritual that happens. If you invite yourself to be convicted about what's going on and let the Lord minister to you about what's happening right now and stop, like bring yourself down. I'm not telling you to go Whoa. like to go read the news and all this stuff. You can do all of that. That's fine. I'm not saying it's bad It's not or, or good or anything like that. This is not about that. This is about something that's happening at a much deeper spiritual level right now. And I believe believers out of everyone have an obligation, a responsibility to engage with that. And I, what I've encountered, you know, the the ignorance of what's going on that I've encountered feels like a conscious decision to not engage with it. And I'm asking you to Uh, to change that decision like willful negligence willful negligence Mm. and i think it's out of fear i think politics feels like it's dirty and that's true but guess what it's dirty because none of us are involved none of us are asking these questions none of us are are seeking the lord about what to do and i don't have the answers for you i'm not here to tell you what to think or how to feel or how to vote. I actually think the Lord will minister to people probably to vote in different ways and to think differently, and I don't know what that looks like, and maybe that's wrong. I I don't know. I don't know what the Lord is going to say to you about what's going on here, but he has something to tell you, and you need to open yourself up to hearing it.
0: Nice. I want to hear when you're talking about being a citizen of a nation, mm-hmm. can you speak more about that and how that pertains to voting and Americans and believers, especially?
1: Yeah. So I, I, this is another thing. I'm, I am, I don't feel like I have fully fleshed out. Um, but something I've been thinking about is like nations and citizenship. And what does that actually mean? What does it mean to be the citizen of a nation? And a couple of things I would say about that one When the founders of this country wrote and presented the Declaration of Independence, the very act of that was a communication of uh, a belief in a set of human rights that had not been previously honored or discussed before. When you were a British citizen, there was no citizenship. You were a subject. You were a subject of the king. You belonged to the country. There was no recognized right to leave the country, to renounce your citizenship, to join, to become a citizen of another country. Establishing that in the U.S. here in, in the United States was revolutionary. It was one of many natural rights that were communicated for the first time and honored, you know, as um, being something that people were born with and not something before uh, the United States was founded, rights were given to you by your government. That's where they came from. And the founders of this country said, no, that's not true. Like you're actually born with certain rights. One of those rights is the freedom to live, to be a citizen wherever you want. So if you are an adult, and you are an American citizen, you have, whether you did it on purpose or not, you have made a choice to be a citizen citizen of this country and not another country. And you mm. are living here enjoying the fruit and the freedoms or the consequences of what, of decisions that are being made. And you have a voice in that. You have a say in that, literally through voting, and spiritually through your existence, through your agreement in being. Part of this country, and you, I, you, you have to exercise it. I mean, you need to. I, I just, I want to see believers understand and walk in that, and believe that, and pull that thread and see what the find out what that means. Like. I, again, I think it's so easy and it's eye rolling, you know, every election season, all the celebrities come out, all the apps, like register to vote, register to vote, do all this, do all this. Here's a list of all the things you need to do. And I think the motivation behind that is good, but I think there's just more. I think there's more, um, that the Lord has to say it's deeper and under the surface and more, uh Change you can affect through your spiritual agreements and your spiritual understanding than simply your education and, civ- you know, performing your so called civic duty. I think there's something in the kingdom about your uh, stake in your citizenship in a nation. Again, this is something I, I don't want to get too far into it because it's just sort of an inkling in my mind that I feel like the Lord has been speaking to me about. Um, but it Feels important and it feels more important in this election than probably any election we've ever had. I mean, it's definitely one of the most consequential moments in American history. And I don't want to sound dramatic, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but <laughs>
1: but I think this is true. Like the future of our nation depends on the outcome of this election. And I think you should at least ask the Lord about that. Ask the Lord if that's true. Ask the Lord if I'm crazy. If I'm, if I am being overdramatic, if I'm listening to him, if this is coming from him, if this is coming from somewhere else, but ask, don't just dismiss it because it's politics and it's not for me and I don't care about that. And that's for other people to mm. care about. That's not true. That's a lie. You're a citizen of this country. And
0: there's this moment in the Lord of the Rings. I think it's the second one, the two towers where Mary... Is talking to the Ents in the Dark Force or wherever, I don't know, wherever they are. And the Ents are sitting there swaying and like taking forever to decide if they even want to like address something small and minuscule in the whole grand scheme of what's happening in Middle Earth, right? And at some point, and Mary's sitting there waiting and being patient and just continuing to just like abide this ridiculous process he doesn't understand. And then they finally all decide, they conclude, we're not going to kill you. And he's like, Okay, and what about Saruman and the <laughs> armies of the orcs marching on the land? What about them? And like, yeah, we're not sure we're going to be involved with that. And he gets livid, and he's so confused and doesn't understand. He's like, but... And he yells this line that resonates, that hit me hard, and it continues to show up every once in a while, and I'm hearing it now. He's like, but you're part of this world! And he can't understand well, how they're not going to involve themselves yeah. because what happens in that whole plot is going to affect them right and he can't fathom why they're thinking somehow this has nothing to do with them right and it sounds like that's kind of the same spirit you're coming from right do you have any thoughts oh
1: i do it's i mean i don't know if i have any further thoughts but that's such a good picture it's exactly how i feel and something i shared with mike yesterday i don't know if i have anything more to say about it except this one thought is it occurred to me earlier this week there's nowhere maybe i think this is true Email Mike if it's not true and correct me. I I mean that there's nowhere to go in this world where you're not a citizen somewhere. You can't be a free agent in this world. Like there's like nations mean something like governments mean something you're saying
0: it's not just a man-made construct that we just like feeling special about being part of something you're saying there's a spiritual overlay to this
1: yes and i started doing a word study yesterday on nations and just i started by going through i'm going through every single verse in the bible that uses the word nations and just seeing like what are the patterns? Where does this come from? And I mean, it shows up in like the very early Genesis. Like God is talking about nations. The first promise he ever makes to somebody is I am going, you're going to be the father of many nations. Like everything that God does through people, there's always something about nations and what that means. And I'm still, I want to understand this more, but there's something there. And there's something about your citizenship your participation in that your role in that that feels really important
0: and in this conversation it almost feels like you're more coming in to correct a belief that got in here that eroded people's value or recognition of what nation actually means yeah and something has replaced their association with that understanding yeah to make them end up <laughs> <laughs> did you <she> just manifest <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah, that's And it's good. causing that's, them that's to like disassociate in this dialogue because it's become something else and it's been rerouted in their value system to think this has nothing to do with me. This is yeah. like... This is a worldly thing. I'm of a higher kingdom. I'm here to be part of Jesus yes, and what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, that. Jesus is not ignoring nations here. He's actually invested in, like, is that Yes,
1: you? yes, exactly. <laughs> like, this isn't like we're just chilling here until Waiting
0: till Jesus rescues Jesus us. Jesus
1: comes back and the kingdom's come. Like, this is part of it. Your engagement in this is part of bringing heaven to earth, bringing the kingdom to earth. Like, he is asking you, mm. he's inviting you. To participate in this thing and you're saying like, no, I'm going to do what God is doing. And he's like, hello, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this. Like I, this mm. isn't, this isn't just like a game that's happening in the meantime to mm. fill time until I get here. That's not true. And I, I, again, I have, I feel like there's a lot more that God is saying to me and going to say about this. And I should also say, I invited myself here today, and I will do it again. (laughs) When I have more to say, I will come to Mike and (laughs) ask him to put me on just so that I can have someone to listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to what I have to say. Um, Oh, there was something else I was going to say. We're talking about nations. Oh, I had this other thought that there's like a codependency in just like, living here and expecting everyone else to take care of. Yeah. So that's someone else will take care of that. And then I'll just, you know, be here. And then how many of you are protesting and then didn't vote? You know what I mean? How many of you are upset about things that are happening and aren't engaged with what's going on or or trying to make a change? And I'm not saying protesting is bad. And I don't, yeah, I, I think it's great, but I think that you can't, I never thought I'd be a person who said this. I can't believe it's about to come out of my mouth. I used to get so annoyed when people would say this. I don't think you can get upset about things that are happening if you're not also engaged in and what's going on and where, why they're happening and where they're coming from and you're not like voting. And again, I, I hate even saying voting because to me that feels, it feels cliche. And it's not exactly what I mean. I care more about what's happening in your heart and your spirit and your agreement with what's going on in the country than I care about your actual, like, casting a ballot. Although I do think voting, you should think of it as a prophetic act, prophetic act, less than just, like, my vote matters. Like, I don't know. Maybe Some, it some votes Maybe. matter. <laughs> like, literally, some votes do and some votes don't. And it's really messy. But... I do think there's something spiritual and prophetic. Where people are aligning themselves yes. with an intention. Yes. And what's going on
0: in the spirit exactly. with their vote. And so it's not just about voting, but voting is yeah. an expression of, like, a demonstration of the alignment.
1: Yes, exactly. So it should be. it should come from somewhere else before you cast your ballot. Don't just check a box to check a box. Like, that vote doesn't count. If you allow the holy spirit to minister to you in this place and and convict you of something and then you vote your vote does matter it does make a difference Mm -hmm. you have authority in this country you you're part of it like this you're part of this world yes this whole (laughs) nation has an identity and you are part of that identity Mm -hmm. and so you get to operate and function in that role
0: what would you say to some i've never heard anyone say this to me or maybe it's been a while if i have but what would you say to somebody who's like well jesus is my president
1: Jesus is not your president. (laughs) Jesus says, I don't know the verse, he appoints all authority. He appoints all governments. And so you should be asking him about this. You should be asking him about and partnering with him with your role and what that means and what that looks like. And I mean, he's the king of the whole world and he has put and blessed and et cetera, nations on this earth for a reason. I don't know the reason. I'm asking. I'm, I'm. Would you say something
0: to American believers listening to you now? Or is there more of a responsibility in the fact that we're in a democracy versus another country run by a different type of government? Or do you have thoughts on that?
1: We're not a democracy.
0: Okay. Say more.
1: <laughs> yeah. So technically, we are not a democracy. And this is actually something you'll hear probably a lot in this election cycle in particular. We're a republic. We have a representative government. We have that on purpose so that we are not run by mob rule so that decisions on a national level are not made by 51% versus 49% and there's a lot of debate about this. This is done on the presidential level through the electoral college so just quick civics lesson. If you don't know, if you cast a ballot, if you cast a vote in your state, those votes all get considered by um, delegates and there's a whole process for selecting delegates. I think it's different in every state and I'm getting a little bit outside of my knowledge. Um, every state has a different number of delega- delegates depending on their, the state's population. In all but three states, I believe, all of the delegates vote the popular vote of the state. So, for example, here in California, uh, if The majority, of if 51% of the population of California vote for the Democratic candidate, all of the delegates, I think there are 55, 55 electoral votes in California, all of them go to the the Democratic Democratic candidate. Um, I think Maine is one of three, Maine, Nevada, and something else, that split their votes. So in Maine, I think they have three, I have to go back, I'm, I think, we'll say, let's say they have three, I might be wrong about that, three electoral votes, they're going to, if if two-thirds of their state vote Republican and one-third vote Democrat, they're going to give two to a Republican and one to a Democrat. Um, so, so most states do majority vote. Anyway, I'm kind of getting into the weeds with that, but I do think it is important to know only because... The Electoral College is a big topic of conversation. It's built into our Constitution, our founding, to protect us from mob rule. And lots of people want to get rid of it. Because in the last election, the overall population of America voted slightly more for Hillary Clinton than for Donald Trump. But he won all of the electoral votes, which is how a president is elected in this country. So a lot of people are trying to say that his election wasn't legitimate because the majority of people did not vote for him. But that's not how we... Elect presidents here. So I mean, you, they could feasibly have an amendment to the constitution to change that, but it's not true that it's not legitimate. That is how we elect presidents in this country. What was your original question?
0: <laughs> what are we talking about? I've been um, turned into a cow. <laughs> <laughs> I've been turned into a cow. Can, Can I, I go, go home? home? <laughs> <laughs> I've been turned into a cow. That's a quote from the Emperor's new group, yeah. by the way. If you haven't seen that movie, you see don't know it. me at all. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go see that movie. It's one of the best cartoons I've ever seen in my life. It's yeah. So funny. I think I asked you, what if Jesus, what if people said Jesus? Oh, I said something about democracy. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you live in a democracy, do you have more responsibility? You're like, we live in a republic. And
1: so, yeah, but I think the, the general answer to question is probably yes. I don't know what it's like to live in another country. I've never lived in another country. I think that's also part of this for me. I'm like, I don't think we really understand what a gift, oh, I want to cry, what a, a gift it is to live here. And if you spend any time studying the founding of this country and just really put yourself in a context to understand like where the founders were coming from and the decisions they were making to establish this nation in this way, there is no way the Holy Spirit wasn't involved. It is inspired. I'm sitting here with the Federalist Papers. Look at the Federalist Papers. Um, and they are just rich with wisdom and understanding of how, first of all, the whole idea of natural rights had never, was never, that wasn't a thing before here where we're gonna establish a government with the understanding that as a human, you are born with certain rights. Everyone before that believed you, your rights only come for your government, from your government. Your government tells you what you are and aren't allowed to do. And that was just what people knew. For them to say, no, actually you were born entitled to these certain things, to life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, meaning the, the opportunity to thrive and to prosper. Also, as I mentioned at the beginning, the freedom to choose your own citizenship, that you don't belong to your government. You, it's almost—it's more like a covenant. I mean, you're in an agreement with this government. You don't belong to it. You've chosen to be here, and you're allowed to be here, and there's a relationship here. You should have a relationship with the government that's ruling your life. Otherwise, you have just handed over your power, and you have just become a subject of the government. Do you, I mean, do you want that? I mean, who wants that? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that's that. That's not how Jesus rules us. Wow. Yeah, we can have more.
0: Nice. I love it. Listen, we have to wrap up, but okay. that's so good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing. My goodness. Thank so you you're, for having me. Yeah. So if you just want to, one sentence, call to action, what are you saying to people? Obviously, you've said it multiple times. You just want to make it nice and simple for a conclusion here. What are you saying to people?
1: allow yourself to be convicted about what's happening in the country and your role and your part to play.
0: Mm, nice. Cool. Now also, I don't know if you remember this, but this is the confessions of a reformer podcast. So I often invite the guests to get to share a confession they have in the midst of their industry or their profession, their passion, the thing they're committed to? Is there something that you would like to confess? Typically, it's going to be something that feels vulnerable and exposing, and you don't want people to know this. Would you like to follow suit in the spirit of this podcast and share a confession with their audience after having said <laughs> all of that? Because she's like bright red laughing really hard right now. Um, yeah, Alyssa, do you have a confession you
1: want to share? Would what I shared when I first came in be... Fit into that category. I'm not gonna name sure. names. Sure. Does that, but is that kind of what you're thinking?
0: Um, I think that has more to do with your own personal journey than it does to do, have I don't, to do with. Yeah, the, I don't think your, I
1: understand the question.
0: Is there something about being in politics, being in marketing, well, being in business, being an influencer, being an American? That you're like, you know, I have these convictions and these thing, beliefs that I want to share because I feel proud of them. But there's this thing in the back of my mind: I don't have to do with this, and I'm uncomfortable that I don't have an answer here, or that I believe this, and I don't, I don't know where to put it, or you know, that would be to me in my mind more of a confession.
1: Well, okay, but I think, uh, yes, it has to do with this. I'm glad I brought this because, um, there are people out there who are publicly, and this is where it becomes important to kind of think about discerning, you know, discern this political spirit versus like the spiritual battles that are happening, um, there are people out there who I would vote for, I have voted for, who are espousing things that I agree with, who I don't believe are on the side of truth. And like there's a difference between... Um, and, and I think there's also like vice versa. There are people who believe in policies and advocate for policies that... Uh, I don't agree with and I think that they know the truth more than somebody that I do agree with and uh, that gets confusing it's difficult it's much easier to just pick a side and like be on that side and the founders of this country they knew they understood and I just read this, this is what I sent to you the other day Mike they knew they knew this is uh, alexander hamilton (laughs) writing and federalist paper number one this is sort of the introduction to the federalist papers which are a series of essays that at the time were anonymously published to convince the american people this is after the revolution before the ratification of the constitution to convince them to adopt this constitution. Mm. Um, and so it lays out all the reasons. There's 85, and this is a fat book. That so we're you're not at.
0: just about to recite lyrics from
1: the musical Hamilton? I am not going all to right, recite noted. lyrics from the musical Hamilton. But, um, so he's, he's just talking about uh, all of the arguments and personal interests that different shareholders, leaders, governors, whatever, have in certain outcomes. And they're mostly based on their own uh, their their own selfishness, their own personal desires, whatever's going to benefit them. Like it's actually very hard to find people who care about the well-being of everyone and aren't op- find leaders, political leaders, who aren't operating out of their own self-interest. And that and a lot of the ways this country was set up was with that understanding that most people are looking out for themselves and their own ambition, and we want to try to set up protections against that. Oh man, I need to do like a part 2 of this podcast cuz I have more to say about that. But so, in setting that up, he says, "We are not always sure that those who advocate the truth are influenced by purer principles than their antagonists. Ambition, avarice, personal animosity, party opposition, and many other motives not more laudable than these are apt to operate as well upon those who support as though, as well on those who support as those who oppose the right side of the question." Meaning, Someone who agrees with you, someone who's actually advocating for the same thing that we believe is on the side of the truth, they're not motivated by the truth. Their intention is Their different. Their intention is different. Mm. And you need to know that. You need to understand that. Mm. And so that's something that I wrestle with because I see people, I'm working with someone right now, but I'm like, this person is a leader in the things that we all believe in here. And I'm not impressed with what I see behind the scenes. And that happens a lot. And it's something I wrestle with a lot. Mm. That's a confession. Okay.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. So discernment, now more than ever, so helpful, so necessary.
1: So (laughs) necessary.
0: (laughs) Nice. Awesome. Okay. Well, you guys, thanks for listening to today's episode. Obviously, we are in some fascinating times. The election at the recording of this has not happened yet. So we've got some things coming up that are so consequential and fascinating. So yeah the conclusion here is like, allow yourself to be convicted by the Holy spirit and let him reveal to you what he is doing in this country as you're part of it. Um, yeah. So I don't know that I have anything else to promote from today, but thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Happy. Nope. Who knows what day you're going to hear this. (laughs) Have a great rest of your day. Listen, there's more where this came from. If you want to see how deep this rabbit hole goes, check out mikemyshiro.com.